0: Hello and welcome to the faculty interview, covering the latest breakthroughs, research news and insight, delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. In this interview, Catherine Doherty discusses the double meaning of good, in English. Good can refer to the morally correct choice, and it can also refer to high quality. The question then becomes whether these types of goodness refer to the same thing in teacher education. The background to this to this paper is that I was invited to speak at a, uh, a large teacher education research uh, um, event or, or conference in Kazan in Russia. The title of the event is, was Professionalism of the Teacher as a Condition of the Quality of Education. So I was trying to think into that space, particularly around the quality of education and, and the global context of teachers being put under more and more pressure to be the source of all quality uh, and, and accountable, you know, f- through various measures and that. So I started thinking about these things. I've long had an interest in morality as a really essential part of education, and uh, I suppose I'm being reactive to the ideas or the or the interest in cr- creating, you know, ever more technical, rational um uh, solutions to educational problems uh that that fail to account for the very special nature of the education um, project i suppose so i've I've always got an eye to morality and what's happening to morality as um so to think about quality of education, I then started thinking about the you know what is good, what is considered good or best. And, and how that, um, there there's a, that version of good practice. But then my interest in morality was, well, there's also a, the, the moral good, uh, and, and, um the, the core business in education of creating the good citizen or shaping the good future citizen. So, th- I, that set up my problematic about, well, we've got two types of goodness knocking around in this space. As a teacher educator, how am I supposed to prepare students for both of these uh, versions of a goodness, and and can they work together or do they conflict? Um, given the talk in Russia, I also sort of put some time into reading what I could find about the Russian education system and its particular um, core, a rather explicit core around um, moral education, which is contained in, in the idea of Vospitania. I'm not sure if I'm um, pronouncing that correctly. But um, it was very interesting to go visit a country with the very different history of um, Russia and, and its versions of, uh, across time, of how it's been uh, reimagined. Uh, and then to compare that with the setting I'd arri- I've i recently arrived in in Scotland. You can probably tell by now I'm an Australian. Uh, so coming to Scotland was, again, another adventure for me to find out about a system and how it works, how it you know uh how it defines quality and how it defines the morality. As I go down into the paper, I I start to tease apart moral goodness and quality goodness in how they are, are taken up and and how they're being are represented or not in the current sort of policy scape that's dominated by the OECD's uh, various tests and reports. So in some ways the world is uh increasingly asking OECD to act as a moral arbiter on what counts as good uh through its tests such as the PISA test. But also um I spent some time looking at its TALIS survey which was the teaching and learning uh, uh uh a more recent survey they started doing looking at teachers' work conditions and, and things like that. So um when I so I look at these Uh, OECD reports. There was one done on Scotland and there's one done on Russia relatively recently and then the TALIS survey results have come out. You know the authority of the OECD would claim or the authority of those reports would claim that that they are doing objective rational uh, research that's you know using measurable outcomes to do these uh, uh, objective kind of analyses but I do a very quick and dirty uh, critical discourse analysis on some of the wording to try and pull out and excavate how it's, uh, the way it talks about, uh, poses the question and, and reports the findings, how there is obviously uh, a normative agenda there. There is a sense of what counts as the right, good and proper teacher and what teachers should be doing. So we get this interweaving of quality good with a moral goodness, but uh, but uh but they, their claim or their warrant would be in in offering you know education systems objective analyses, so I try to call that a bit um and just say if we outsource our um yeah our systemic reflections on are, are we doing a good job in terms of quality. If we outsource that, then we are also abrogating um, responsibility for ensuring that we're measuring the things that matter to us and the morality that underpins the systems that we're running. So the contrast between Russia and Scotland was quite useful. You know, Russia coming through um, uh, communist history has um, a much stronger uh, moral tone of collective... Um you know sensibilities i suppose and and they have a uh, very explicit um emphasis, especially in early childhood on on you know fostering the right and good moral character uh, uh, in this sort of joint um uh, exchange between family and school so that so you know historically this work this moral work of the school curriculum has been. Um, has remained quite consistent. the studies I looked at uh, uh, were surprised at how consistent this element of of primary schooling was, given the great ructions and historical changes in the last century for Russia in scotland um we 've got there's these four capacities that are, uh, are written in as the anchor of their curriculum and and they're they 're like a moral template for the kind of citizen they 're trying to produce and it's um it's really quite an explicit part of the um scottish curriculum and 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 people are, are are well aware of it in the paper I look a little bit at uh some work done by uh Mark Priestley and others looking at when the recent curriculum reform in Scotland uh was put in it was imagined uh with a with a quite a strong template for the good teacher as one who exercises professionalism, judgement and would develop um, and interpret the curriculum for the local needs. So there was there was quite a moral script there around what is a good quality teacher, what a good teacher should do. Um, interestingly, some of the research that they followed up showed that the teachers actually get caught up in the day-to-day instrumental, more instrumental problem solving uh, at, at the loss at the risk of losing the capacity to think um more broadly about you know what what they could be doing with their agency in that regard what are we doing when we buy into OECD um reports and use that as our measure of truth or of what should be happening and so so the implication i, I hope that's coming out of the paper is that you know i, I really want to encourage educational systems at the national level To to decide what counts as quality for themselves, to to, to draw on their own history, their own uh, population needs, the the challenges that are changing, you know, with with changing demographics and stuff like that, to to erase the specificities of each national setting is, is doing a terrible violence. To um, educational systems, and that that plays out through the various gaming of the numbers and the, the distorted um, practices that high stakes testing can produce. So I'm I'm very eager that we uh, turn down the volume on the uh, notionally international uh, objective analyses because I think they're actually uh, pretending to be a social science, but they've managed to strip. Any sense of the social out of it in their attempt to make it an objective authoritative text, and I think um, education systems, because we are moral because moralities shift and change over time and 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 communities process and rethink moralities, I think we 've got to keep control on what counts as good practice in our um, in our education systems and so that we we uh, you know we have some self-reflection there. We're not just allowing someone else to make the judgments for us. The other implication that I have is around teacher education and the the fact that we're you know producing young teachers to go out, but but we're we're managing them to give them mixed messages. Uh, and so I was trying to uh, dignify the complexity of well. At the moment, the contemporary appetite for objective testing is putting a lot of pressure and, and on these measures. So we need to prepare teachers to go out into that into that environment and to um, operate comfortably. However, we also know that moralities uh, that underpin systems can change over time. Uh, that's where I, I draw on Durkheim's notion of, of morality as a social fact. And, and so even though that those are the settings now, it doesn't mean it's going to be the settings in the next 10 years of their profession and so on and so forth. So we actually need to give, uh, uh, our, uh, young pre-service teachers some sense of this is how, the, you know, this is how the shops are called at the moment. But it wasn't always so and it need not always be in the future. So they have some sense of, of, um, this is the contemporary moment, but, but, um, uh, watch this space. Things may change, and I think that will give us a much more uh, a degree of competence and, and criticality in our teaching profession, so that they can uh, you know take the OECD work and similar econometric work with a grain of salt and un- and not allow it to undermine you know the deeper moral purposes of education as they as they see fit. Mm-hmm.